Welcome to the More Than a Physique podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, online fitness coach, content creator, and competitive bodybuilder and powerlifter. In this podcast, we help you discover your inner athlete. Each episode will enhance your life as we provide you insights on all things health, fitness, and personal development. Now let's bring out your inner athlete. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the More Than a Physique podcast, where we discuss ways to ignite all areas of your life surrounding health, fitness, and becoming mentally elite. I'm your host, Kristen Jansen, strength and conditioning specialist at The Natty Hour. Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We are on episode 61, and today's episode I actually want to talk about how to deal with food pushers. For the few people who don't know what a food pusher is, a food pusher is a person who leads you to having an unplanned meal. They push food that is typically higher in calories and often not the healthiest options. So I'm sure we've all been there, right? We've started our new nutrition program with our coach. It's been a couple of weeks and we're crushing it. The scale is going down and we've never been more motivated. But next weekend is your parents' 50th wedding anniversary. The entire family is going to be there, including that one judgmental relative who always seems to be watching you like a hawk when it comes to what you are eating. You know the one I'm talking about. They often make comments or questions such as, you're too skinny, take more, you don't eat enough. But I made these treats especially for you or my personal favorite. You can let loose for one day, can't you? Eat some pie, you're making me feel guilty for eating it. The thought of having to deal with these endless questions and comments can be extremely exhausting and makes you not even want to go to the event. But of course, you want to be a supportive daughter or son, but you also don't want to fall off the rails and lose all of your results that you've achieved because of the peer pressure from Uncle Ken. It can be a bit stressful and extremely overwhelming. I totally get it. I myself, I come from an Italian family where if you don't eat lots of the food that you're known as slaved away making all day, it's considered rude. So what the heck do you do? Do we have to sacrifice our progress and happiness to please others around us? And the answer to that is no. And I get it, that's a lot easier said than done, but hear me out. You don't have to let your emotions get the best of you and tell your entire family to shove it. There are some effective strategies that I have found to be helpful when it comes to maintaining your results during special occasions, keeping the food pushers away, and actually still enjoying yourself. First thing is first, I think you need to take a step back and ask yourself what your timeline is for your fat loss goals. This first step will allow you to decide how flexible you are able to be during the special occasion. For example, if you are a competitive bodybuilder three weeks out from your show, or say you're trying to drop a weight class for a powerlifting meet in five weeks, there's an increased need in these situations for accuracy and consistency. This too can go for the general population. If you have a wedding dress you're trying to fit into in six weeks, 
or a photo shoot next month, accuracy and consistency with your nutrition program are extremely important. Where the level of flexibility, especially when you're consuming foods that aren't being prepared by you, is limited. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are still focusing on fat loss, but maybe you're a little bit more relaxed, relaxed with the rate of fat loss that is going to be obtained, your need for accuracy, it goes down a little bit and your ability to be more flexible increases. Now, if you do fall into that second category, I would take it a step further. Ask yourself which special occasions are truly special to you, where you want to focus on being present and enjoying your time with those around you, and which special occasions aren't really all that important to you, where you don't really feel the need for the increased flexibility. The reason I recommend looking into this is because if you don't, it can be very easy to have something important come up every single weekend where it could start to stall your results because there's too much flexibility and accuracy is next to none. So it's important to pick and choose carefully so you can enjoy yourself within moderation versus every single weekend. Just because you're more relaxed with your fat loss goals doesn't mean that every single weekend is a freebie. Now, let's quickly go over two strategies that you may find helpful when it comes to staying on track at these special occasions. Option number one is where you save up your macronutrients and estimate the macros as best as you can during or after the event. This option is good if you want to be more conservative and reduce that risk of seeing a scale weight fluctuation. I would recommend this strategy for those who need to prioritize more accuracy over flexibility. Option number two involves you saving up your macronutrients during the day and then taking the evening off from tracking. This is a good option if you are going to a special occasion and you want to be more present and enjoy yourself. You gotta remember, it's okay to take a break from tracking every once in a while and eating intuitively, but you need to be okay with the trade-off, and that is you might see the scale go up. If you are okay with that, there's nothing wrong with choosing this option. Just because the scale goes up doesn't mean that fat regain has occurred. Taking the night off to be present and actually enjoying your time is important for a healthy, balanced lifestyle as well. But just to be safe, maybe avoid the scale for a couple of days after the event until your body has had time to normalize. So let's go into detail a little bit more here. Option number one, here are some steps involved. Firstly, you want to plan ahead. Try to decide what you're gonna have before the event if you can. If you know what restaurant you're going to, Google the restaurant's menu, decide what you want beforehand, and then look up the macronutrients and account for them into your day. I would account for the macros of the meal in advance and then plan and adjust the rest of your meals for that day around the meal for that special occasion. If the macronutrients aren't available, say it's like a local restaurant, not all restaurants list out the macronutrients, that's okay. You can still take the meal that you have chosen and then simply Google it next to the words nutrition facts and the recipe of a different restaurant for the same meal typically pop up with the macronutrients available and you can safely assume that the ingredients that are used in one meal are very similar to the other meal. It's not a perfect method, but it still gives you something to use as a reference for your macronutrient targets that are going to be consumed. Step number two here is to save up your macronutrients. So if you're going out to your friends 
and uh, you're not sure what's going to be for dinner, you're not going to a restaurant, with this option, I would save up your fun macronutrients, your yummy macronutrients, and that's your fats and your carbohydrates. Save those up for the evening and eat most of your protein during the day. Chances are dinner is going to include carbs and fats, not a lot of protein. So I recommend honestly trying to save up around 100, 150 grams of carbs, maybe even 30 to 40 grams of fat depending on what your macronutrient ratios are right now. And then lastly, you know, don't forget to enjoy yourself. Carrying around a food scale, it's just not practical, and it is guaranteed to have the food pushers attack. So try to eyeball your portions and overestimate the serving sizes when in doubt. Now going over option number two. With this option here, if you want a little bit more flexibility and don't want to have to worry about tracking, I would still revert to the strategy where you save up your macronutrients. So again, that's the same concept where I discussed in step number two in option one, where if you're going over to a friend's house or even if you do go to a restaurant, focus on still saving up your fun macronutrients, a good amount of your fats and carbohydrates, and then making sure that you have higher protein meals throughout the day. So that way when you go out, you are having a good amount of your carbs and fats saved up for dinner. Then you just don't want to track when you go out and eat. Try to focus on grabbing lots of fruits and vegetables still, even if you're at a friend's house and there's a lot of appetizers everywhere, still try your best to fill up on fruits and vegetables, high protein options, and drinking lots of water. It's not to say that you can't enjoy the other options that are there as well, but by having more micronutrients and, and protein when you are at the actual event, it does help increase your satiety so that way it helps reduce the risk of over consuming calories and going overboard. And then just stop eating when you feel physically full versus mentally full. And then of course too, please just take a step back and don't be afraid to enjoy yourself. Again, the strategy you choose comes down to what you are willing to accept as your trade-off and what your current goals are as well. If you are prepping for a bodybuilding show, it's not that you can't eat out, but selecting a higher protein and micronutrient dense meal should probably be your choice over lasagna. And you know what, maybe have a Coke Zero instead of that glass of wine. But what about the food pushers? I think by you firstly coming up with a strategy versus just winging it at this event like we just discussed here, puts your mindset and focus in the right place. Regardless if you want to be as accurate as possible or chill out a bit more at this event, coming up with a game plan like this keeps you focused on, on you, on your goals, and may just allow you to not worry so much about the judgment from others around you. That doesn't mean that they won't attack. So what else can we do when we're actually at the event? Here are some strategies that I have found to be helpful. Number one, be thankful and consistent. If a food pusher is offering you food, say thank you, but don't be afraid to follow that thank you with a no. Thanks, but I think I'll start off with a salad. Thanks, but I think I'll finish my drink first. Even a thanks, but no thanks. They don't always need a reason. Just because someone is offering you food doesn't mean that you are required to eat what you don't want to. Now, when it comes to being consistent, it's vital you stay consistent in saying no thank you. I can guarantee that food pushers will always ask you more than once if you want to have that slice of cake. If on your third, fourth, or even fifth try, you still say no, then they know you mean business and will likely move on from you and find someone new. I don't care how many times they ask, 
if you don't want what they are offering you, hold strong and keep saying no. Because the second you say yes, they know how many times they need to ask you before you cave. But if they cave and move on before you, you were likely to break that cycle with Uncle Ken. Strategy number two, don't draw attention to yourself. I honestly find trying not to draw attention to yourself can actually be very helpful. That's not to say that you can't talk to your friends and family about your goals and your exciting new fitness program that you're on, but pick your audience here. Often there's always that one person who starts to mock what you are saying. Are you allowed a piece of cake on your new program here? When the food pushers don't know that you're on a program, they often don't have as much to say. Strategy number three, a little white lie never hurt anyone. When the food pushers are in full force trying to force feed you mashed potatoes, maybe a second piece of pie, whatever it may be, but maybe you didn't account for the mashed potatoes or a second piece of pie doesn't fit within your macronutrients. Choose your words carefully when you're responding to them versus saying, oh, I can't have that. Don't be afraid to say, ah, you know what, maybe in a little bit, or ah, you know what, my stomach's a little bit upset right now, or I'm gonna wait until my food digests before round two. Often when we say, I can't have that, that's when the food pushers attack with the questions, especially when they do know that you are on a program. Questions such as, why can't you have that? Oh, come on, one bite won't hurt you. You don't even need to lose weight. You can afford one piece. Why is your program so restrictive? Just let loose. By you telling them a little white lie, it tends to take those questions off of you as well as the attention off of you. Strategy number four is always have a drink in your hands. Amongst the food pushers, there may be an alcohol pusher or two lurking around. So if you accounted for one glass of wine, be sure to savor that glass. If you always have a drink in your hand, it allows the alcohol pushers to carry on their lurking to others who don't have a drink in their hands. And then my final piece of advice here, don't be afraid to have an adult conversation. I get that most of us don't like confrontation. That's just Uncle Ken, he's always been like that and that's not gonna change. That may be so, but that's not a reason you can't set some expectations, boundaries, and voice your opinion as to why that behavior makes you feel uncomfortable. I understand that this strategy is not for everyone and it is a case-by-case -case situation. That's okay. I mean, for myself, my grandma is set in her ways too, where I likely will keep implementing the preceding strategies when needed. Implementing the previous methods can be extremely effective with keeping yourself off the food pushers' radars, but at some point, it can become tiring and may even start to take the enjoyment out of the social occasions where you really start to dread those events or worse you stop going. At that point, it might be worth having a conversation with that person. You can tell someone in a calm and collective matter that you don't appreciate it when they comment on your nutritional habits, especially if this is someone you really care about and you value and want to improve upon your guys' relationship. I look at it like this. When you go shopping with a friend and your friend tries on a cute Lululemon hoodie and you say, oh, you should get it. What do we do when your friend says, Nah, not today. Nah, I don't like it. Maybe next time. You respond by saying, all right, and you guys move on to the next store. You're not telling your friend how they should spend their money because we all know that telling someone how to spend their money is rude, 
it's private, and it's just naturally not something we tend to do. So why are people's food choices any different? If you say no to someone's offering of a piece of cake, there should be no other answer than, all right, and then moving on to offering the slice to the next person. Plain and simple. I know that's not the world that we're living in, but sometimes this simple analogy opens up the food pushers' eyes where they can think, oh crap, I never thought of it that way. By being brave to have these tough conversations, it helps break that trend of making someone feel guilty of saying no when someone offers them food. Yeah, you know what? These conversations don't always work. I get that. But at least you can say you tried and just hope that that person one day realizes that their behavior, even if it's not intended to, it's often doing more harm than good to the individual. Because feeling guilty over something that really has no effect on the other person. It's just not a productive way to spend our time. So don't be afraid to take that stand and try to break this trend. All right, team, that about wraps up this week's episode. I really do hope that you guys found it helpful. If you did, as always, do me a huge favor. Make sure that you guys share it with your friends and family. Post on Instagram to let me know that you guys checked out this week's episode. My Instagram is at kristen.jansen. I love when I hear from you guys. It really means a lot to show that you guys are actually supporting and getting value from these weekly episodes. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure you do so and leave the podcast a review. As you guys know, when you guys leave the podcast a review, it does help the podcast grow so that way we can continue to reach and help more people. Thank you all again so much for listening and checking out this week's episode. I really look forward to chatting with you all again next week, but until then, go out there, strive for more, be more, and ignite your inner athlete.